Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest football podcast in the history of the world, Into the Net FC. So I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And because you all know who I am, I do not need to introduce myself. So ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Well today, not quite as much impact in the Champions League as I kind of hoped. Maybe I'm just being exaggerative, if that's even a word. Or maybe it's just, today was just not the kind of day I was feeling. I mean, I don't know. Regardless of the situation, here I am doing the show for all of you. For all of you loyal ones. And I thank you very much from, from the bottom of my heart. But I think the main game that I'm going to talk about, because this was the one that, that seemed to be most exciting. I mean, Dortmund and Newcastle, well... The result from that, Newcastle all of a sudden does not look too good in the Champions League. And of course, you know, Barcelona suffering that one nothing loss uh, to uh, Shakhtar Donetsk. Well, nobody saw that coming. Of course, Manchester City beating Young Boys 3-0. I mean, of course, why are we surprised? Atletico Madrid with a 6-0 win over Celtic. But AC Milan pulling off a 2-1 win over Paris Saint-Germain. Now there's a story right there for me. Well... After we saw it from round one, well, AC Milan just had to get it together. But I gotta be honest with you, AC Milan is far from being out of the woods, if you know what I mean. Because AC Milan picked up the win. However, they're still in third place. And if they finish the group stage in third place, well, all they get from that is a relegation to the Europa League. And in AC Milan's case, well, they'd still be likely to be competing for something, but AC Milan wants to compete in the Champions League, not the Europa League. So in order for them to do this, of course AC Milan is going to have to win out. I think they're perfectly capable of doing so. But that would mean that either Borussia Dortmund or Paris Saint-Germain is not going to qualify for the Champions League. Now things are really, really gotten interesting. But this game, AC Milan, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, when both teams scored within the first 10 to 15 minutes, you know, the game was briefly interesting in that particular perspective. Because for Paris Saint-Germain, Milan Skirniar, which again, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Apparently I'm not so good at pronouncing these strong European names, but I swear to God, this dude's name is... 
Milan Skriniar, who played with Inter Milan from 2017 up until earlier this year. He was part of the Inter Milan team that went to the Champions League final last season. Well, he opened the game for PSG, and about three minutes later, Rafael Liao equalized for Milan. But then after that, for most of the game, both teams were just kind of battling back and forth, like, literally like a game of chess that was basically anybody's game. Now, I'm not saying it was anybody's game because AC Milan immediately equalized. Now, that's certainly the case, but what we were seeing, we were really seeing AC Milan and Paris Saint-Germain challenge each other to a certain degree. Like, both teams were basically given chances, but were not quite able to capitalize. Now, in a game of chess, definitely, there's op and, and even in a game of chess, uh, missed opportunities are, uh, are pretty common. I mean, in, in some cases, they would say that's part of the deal. You know, early on, you know, especially seeing Olivier Giroud miss a, miss a huge big chance, I mean, that, that hurt my heart because, you know, Olivier Giroud is my hero. You know, even a, a few times, you know, Christian Pulisic, Captain America himself, you know, missed one or two op op opportunities of his own. But at the same time, I was kind of telling myself, well, AC Milan is threatening. And when a team, when you play Paris Saint-Germain, and when Paris Saint-Germain, when all of a sudden pressure is mounted on their shoulders, and that pressure begins to get bigger and bigger and bigger, it gets so excruciating and so overwhelming Paris Saint-Germain basically eventually succumbs to it, and they just basically give up. Not quite the case, considering PSG coughed, up, coughed it up, you know, again in the 50th minute, when AC Milan took the lead in the, in the 50th minute, courtesy of Olivier Giroud. So I'm very, very glad that Olivier Giroud took the chance to redeem himself. So I can't really say that they crumbled under pressure deeply for PSG, because... If that were the case, I would have said that I would say that AC Milan would win four to one, and especially with these with two extra goals coming in late in the game. So basically, AC Milan was just able to hold on. So we got to give AC Milan this one right here. You know, and it's interestingly enough that Olivier Giroud's second uh, Olivier Giroud's goal in this one, I should say, came from an assist from Theo Hernandez. So it's good to see Theo Hernandez provide the assist, so you see a little bit of French-on-French -French assistance in that goal. So, uh, but, you know, and the fact that AC Milan only had 31% ball possession and 69% for PSG, you know, my buddy, Mr. Steve Adams, has said many, many, many times that we've seen a lot of teams dominate ball possession but not be able to do anything with it. So, you know, and seeing, you know, Eight corners for PSG and only three for AC Milan. So, and PSG just you know having the you know goal.com shows one big chance for this. But I'll be honest with you, from my account watching this game, I would say both teams had around. I would say both both teams had honestly had two chance two big chances that were missed. It's just that goal.com kind of sees it a bit differently than I do, which I respect. Whether you want to call it a big chance or not, the bottom line is both teams had their chances to put the ball into the back of the net, but they did not do it. So honestly, at, at, at the end of the day, you know, when you see two teams with, you know, blowing opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, as a football fan, it tends to be quite frustrating. And especially in my case, a football fan, but also a sports journalist. When I have to sit here on the mic and explain 
that teams missing opportunities, it, it makes it frustrating for me because it's not the best to focus on negative things. We want to focus more on positive things, but if we're going to tell it like it is, we have to bring up some things that are unfortunately negative. So then that's, that's part of our game. That's part of what I do. But, I mean, looking at these, you know, deeper statistics, you know, this game really, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm telling you, AC Milan really just so resilient on the defense, you know, 31 clearances, you know, and five saves, five saves by Mike Magnon, and of course, six saves by Gianluigi Donnarumma, so it was good to see the goalkeepers, you know, play such a great game, and you, you got to give credit to both of them, because both guys combined for 11 saves, now that right there, you know, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of talent to basically be able to rack up such an amount of saves. I mean, again, five for Mike Magnan on AC Milan and six for Donnarumma on PSG. Now, seven interceptions by the AC Milan defense and four by PSG. So, and you know, of course, only unfortunately only eleven clearances for PSG. But sometimes that would show that AC Milan was not able to threaten much on the scoring attack as much as uh, as much as PSG did. Because again. But then again, it also showed that you know AC Milan was able to stop threats before PSG was able to carry out too deeply. So the bottom line is this game was competitive. It was good to see both teams fight it out. So, but you know, unfortunately, you know, in P for PSG, in PSG's case, the very very frustrating thing is that you have the three-headed monster, which would be Kylian Mbappe, Usman Dembele. And Randall Colomani. You have all three of those guys in a starting lineup, and neither of them are able to put the ball into the back of the net. In my case, seeing Kylian Mbappe not be able to score, it is extremely frustrating. And of course, I keep telling myself, he needs out of PSG. He needs out of PSG. He needs out of PSG. And, you know. When is it going to end? I mean, seriously. I mean, y'all can tell, like, you know, I don't want to talk about this whole thing. Mbappe is really going to head to Real Madrid this time because I'm just, quite frankly, so sick of it. But I'm sure a lot of you two are out there as well. But but seeing, you know, in, in the front three, you know, especially how PSG utilized the 4x3x3 tactical formation. Again, the three-headed monster. You have Randal Colomboani on the center. And then you have Usman Dembele and Mbappe on the side, and none of none of those three can put the ball in the back of the net? I mean, that's frustrating. You know, and if the fourth guy, um, Gonzalo Ramos, if Gonzalo Ramos, you know, has, has been starting, I mean, this this goes from a three-headed monster to a four-headed monster. Now, Ramos did, in fact, enter the game in the 60th minute, but unfortunately, nothing came to be. I mean, nothing materialized out of it, which is so rather unfortunate. But we also talked about, you know, AC Milan's three-headed monster, which would be Rafael Liao, Christian Pulisic, and of course, my boy, Olivier Giroud. But in AC Milan's case, I mean, Liao and Giroud, they were able to put the ball in the back of the net, so it, it worked somehow, you know, for those guys. Now, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Now, it was good to see Olivier Giroud be deployed as the official number 9 for AC Milan. So behind him, you have the three guys. You have Liao on one side, Ruben Loftus-Cheek on the center, and then Pulisic on the other side. And Ruben Loftus-Cheek, you know, when PSG took the lead, I mean, Ruben Loftus-Cheek made a serious error by not covering the guy that scored for PSG. But, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, these mistakes happen. That right there is just the beauty 
and the difficulty of the sport of football. So, so at the end of the day, I mean, AC Milan got the win, so... But at the same time, you know, it, it took a lot of defending. And, you know, and seeing, you know, Tio Hernandez, you know, and seeing, you know, the defense, you know, the backfield, you have uh, Calabria, Tomori, uh, Tiao, which I hope I've said that correctly. And, of course, Tio Hernandez, you know, you really saw some really heavy defending, and, and you had to see it. So, I mean, the AC Milan defense, you know, really, really needed this. And right now, honestly, they can't, they can't afford another loss or a draw in Champions League play because, again, they're in third place, so... So AC Milan, if they're able to basically come back and qualify for the round of 16, I mean, this win over PSG is basically the start of that. Now, later this month, on the 28th, AC Milan will play Borussia Dortmund at home. So that's going to be another must-win. So if, Dor if they beat, if AC Milan wins that game, AC Milan can basically jump up, you know, to the top two. Now, I think as far as I'm concerned, PSG's next game, of course, is obviously going to be against Newcastle. And we saw what Newcastle did to Paris Saint-Germain in that opening meeting. So, so Paris Saint-Germain is going to have to take that win as well. Because if PSG and Milan, since they're the guys, since they're the two teams that are basically, you know, obviously favored to make it out of a group. I mean, these guys got to win out now. I mean, especially AC Milan. But PSG is also in that basically particular situation, considering that they just lost today. So... So AC Milan, you know, honestly, you can't take anything away from them. They played well. PSG did the did their job to the best of their ability, but unfortunately, it was not enough. You know, and watching this game with my dad, I mean, seeing how frustrated my dad is, you know, my dad was frustrated with Mbappe, frustrated with Dembele, I mean, frustrated with the entire PSG team. But some people will say, well, yeah, Alex, I mean, your dad loves Olympique de Marseille, right? So of course he's going to be critical of PSG. That's true. But at the end of the day, my dad says it's far beyond just being a fan of Olympique de Marseille. It's basically basically seeing, you know, the reputation and the credibility of Paris Saint-Germain as well as the Ligue 1 and French football. So, and of course, you know, he, it, it frustrates him more, like, much like me, like you have, you have that three-headed monster in Dembele, Colomani, and Mbappe, and nothing materializes out of, out of it in, in these particular kind of competitive games. So... My dad has the right to be frustrated, and you know, and, and honestly, I don't blame him at all. So, it's an unfortunate set of circumstances for PSG, but at the end of the day, it's it's no excuse. It's no excuse whatsoever. And considering that you know PSG was briefly actually on top of League on this week, Nice is actually on top. So, so so for PSG, I mean, PSG just has so much at stake right now. And honestly, you know, you know with the management right now, you know. Things are just not going so well, so well for the Parisiens. And of course the biggest question is, is why Mbappe supposedly has no desire to leave. So, I would imagine that if, if PSG fails to make it out of the group, you know, that, that would have to fuel, that, that, that would have to basically throw, a, throw fuel in that fire in Mbappe's stomach and say, F this, I need out of, P I need out of PSG. But that remains to be seen. So for this one right here, um, it's it's just so rather unfortunate for PSG, but you know it, it's no excuse. I mean they had their chances and they they just could not do it. They could not get the job done, and you know so basically they put themselves in the position to where they have to win out, and and if they don't, well you know <laughs> I guess I should say it's it's their own fault. 
But, you know, same day on the 28th, uh, they'll actually be hosting Newcastle at the Parc des Princes. So that's going to be a must-win. So basically, PSG's next two Champions League games are going to be at home. Well, actually, no, never mind. The one against Newcastle is going to be at home. The one against Dortmund is going to be on the road. So, so for, for PSG to have two games left, PSG needs to pick up the six points. The same thing goes for Milan. So... You know, and, and when Milan lost 3 nothing to PSG, I mean, that was very difficult for Milan, but Milan answered with a 2-1 win over PSG. So, they, they lose 3 nothing in Paris, and then they win 2-1 in Milan. So, at San Siro. So, with, P, with Milan having two games left, and, you know, and for Milan, you know, one game's going to be at home, and that's going to be against Dortmund, and then they're going to be on the road against Newcastle, so... So yeah, I mean, of course, you know that game, uh, the first one you know, on the road uh, on the road for Newcastle and at Milan 0-0. I mean, AC Milan's gonna have to make sure. I mean, AC Milan and PSG need to pick up the six points in their next two games. That way, they can both qualify for the round of 16. However, for now, it remains to be seen. But PSG and AC Milan know what needs they know what needs to be done. So, so honestly, I think it, kind of looking at it, you know. You know, seeing Lazio pick up the one thing win against uh, Feyenoord. Well, I'll never forget that that that, uh, that pretty uh, interesting game against uh, Atletico Madrid. You know, and, and seeing you know Lazio. Well, you know, look looking at where they are in their in their group. Uh, you know, Lazio is actually in second place. So you know, of course, Atletico Madrid's on top. So so it's been kind of an eventful day, but not quite as intensifying as I expected it to. But. But AC Milan and PSG certainly certainly gave me something to talk about, so I can honestly say that I am pretty grateful. But PSG knows what needs to be done. AC Milan knows what needs to be done. The question is, can they do what they need to do? Can they get the job done? It remains to be seen. It remains to be seen. Let's be honest. Anything, and I mean anything, can happen. That means... PSG can totally, and I do mean they can totally crap the bed. And honestly, same thing goes for AC Milan. That's what makes the Champions League so fun. It's so highly competitive. We're always in for the element of surprise. And at the end of the day, in my case, I get the opportunity to present such a unique and exciting episode. So that is why, ladies and gentlemen, I love the sport of football. And as you, know, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, as I close it out, this show, Into the Net FC, is available on all streaming platforms, anywhere that you get your podcasts. Into the Net FC is on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Google Podcasts. It's on Amazon Music. Hell, it's even on YouTube. So here's what I need you to do. Hit the subscribe button and do not forget to hit the notification bell. I repeat... Hit the notification bell, but also hit the subscribe button. So I kind of got that mixed up. So hit the subscribe button and hit the notification bell. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I want to be sure that you're not going to be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one, and God bless. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.